Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Mornings with the Masters. We devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. Good morning, you guys. Did you coordinate with me? No, I got dressed first. I was just about to say the same I thing. just looked at Tori and I was like, why are we matching right now? It's kind of cute. We are I'm matching. here for it. Anyways, <laughs> we're picking up with day three of our The God Moment That Changes Everything devotional in the Bible app. There's a link to that in the description if you guys want to follow along with us. And as always, I'm going to read the scripture and Tori's <laughs> going to pick with the Devo. Let's do it. The scripture is 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10, and it says this. For, for the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience leads us away from sin and results in salvation. There's no regret for that kind of sorrow, but worldly sorrow, which lacks repentance, results in spiritual death. The devotional is titled Awakening, Erasing Famines. It says this. Recently, I read about an experiment done by psychologist Jonathan Haidt. He came up with a fascinating hypothetical exercise, which went something like this. Participants were handed a summary of a person's life and asked to read it over. Participants were then asked to imagine that that person was their daughter. This is her unavoidable life story. She hasn't been born yet, but she will be soon, and this is where her life is headed. Participants then had five minutes to edit her story. Eraser in hand, they could eliminate whatever they wanted out of her life. The question for participants was, what do you erase first? Most of us would instinctively and frantically begin to erase the learning disability and the car accident and the financial challenges. We love our children and would want them to live a life without those hardships, pains, and setbacks. We would all prefer our children's lives be free from pain and anguish. But ask yourself, do we really think a privileged life of smooth sailing is going to make our kids happy? What if you erase a difficult circumstance that will wake them up to prayer? Mm. What if you erase a difficult circumstance that will wake them up to prayer? What if you erase a hardship that's going to show them how to be joyful in spite of any circumstance? What if you erase some pain and suffering that ends up being the catalyst God used or uses in their life to cause them to cry out to him? What if you erase a difficult circumstance that wakes them up to God's purpose for their lives? It may sound harsh to say, but the number one contributor to spiritual growth is not sermons, books, or small groups. The number one contributor to spiritual growth is difficult circumstances. I can tell you this because of personal experience, reading spiritual growth surveys, and my own anecdotal evidence after talking to thousands of people over the years. Aha comes out of the suffering, setbacks, and challenges of life. Many people could point to those moments as their greatest moments of spiritual awakening. And then there's a couple questions at the end that say this. What times in your life have you experienced the most spiritual growth? Were they times of plenty, or were they the hard time? Is God trying to grow you right now through some difficult trial or circumstance? Yeah. That was really hard for me to read as a mom. <laughs> How are you feeling? Well, I it's hard because I know it's true. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I want to save Micah from any pain or suffering or hardship, but then yeah. I do. I look back at my life, and I'm like, man— it was the hardest moments of my life that led to the most intimacy with Christ. It's like, yeah. had I not gone through everything I went through, I don't think I would have the relationship with God that I have. And so, yeah. yeah. 
No, I feel the exact same. I, you know, it's funny when I look back, if there's anything I would change in my life is there isn't any that I would, even though there are things I wish I did better, obviously, but ultimately it's turned me into the man I am today, which is someone that I'm proud that I'm becoming, you know, where I'm not afraid to be vulnerable. I'm not afraid to be imperfect. I'm not afraid to, to grow, you know? Um, I remember I was, I had this internship in college. It was actually a really great internship and I was having, this is right before I gave my life to Christ. This was probably, I want to say three, four months before I just gave in. I was a staunch atheist and gave my life to Christ. I was just having some of the hardest times and it felt like I couldn't catch a break. Mm -hmm. I'm talking like my car was breaking down. I was taking seven classes. So I was taking like 19 credit hours or something. And in addition to that, I was the president of a student organization and I had a 40 hour a week internship. I was doing as much as I possibly could. And it wasn't that I was like doing things that would cause bad to happen to me. Bad things were just happening Mm -hmm. and it was really tearing me down. (laughs) And I remember I was having actually a little breakdown at my internship and my boss came up to me and they could tell that I was really down and they were like, what's wrong? And I explained to them, I just, I wish things were easier like, and I had made a comment. I was like, I wish I just had a silver spoon, you know? And then he gave me this little anecdote and I'll keep it short for you all. But he basically said that, imagine there's this sunflower that's, that's planted by this sweet elderly woman in this beautiful rich soil. And that gets sunlight like 18 hours a day and it gets water twice a day and it grows up and it's six feet in stature and it's strong and it's tall. He's like, now imagine another sunflower seed that gets blown in the wind and falls between two rocks that are leaning against a tree. And then it only gets sunlight a a few pieces of the day as the tree, or I'm sorry, as the sunflower starts to wrap around the tree in search of sunlight. Mm -hmm. And the only water it gets is from the trickle down from the tree. And it only grows to about four foot in total height. And when a storm comes, which tree do you, or which sunflower do you think is more prepared for that storm? And I said, the one that's connected to the incredibly strong tree. He's like, that's you. And now even so related to this to Christ, it's like, wow, we all are going through stuff. Like I got goosebumps right now. We all are going through things. And let's please pray that God will grow us through what we go through. Mm -hmm. Let's grow through what you go through. And I am someone who worships comfort. I want to make things easier. You know, I I really struggle with that. But when have I ever seen growth through lack of trial? It's just like working out. You have to tense your muscles and release. You have to go through a hardship in order for them to be uh, grown and better. And so it's the same thing with life. But it's not, it's just like what you said at the very beginning. It's not easy. So I don't really have much to add. I just, um, I think it's a beautiful reminder that, God doesn't promise us an easy life for a good reason. I think when uh, Christians or people become Christians and then they think their life is going to be easier and they're shocked when it's not, um, that it actually is for our betterment because it's for our intimacy with the Lord. It's so that we can press into him. It's so that in our weakness, he can be strong and that he can be close to us when we're brokenhearted. Like, it's hard as a mom, obviously, I want to protect my child from this. But if I know, like, my greatest desire is for Micah to be a man after God's own heart, right? He has to go through things in order to have his own relationship with the Lord. Like, he doesn't just inherit 
my relationship with God or Chad's relationship with God. He has to develop his own relationship with God. And so obviously we pray for protection over him, but that does not mean that every day of his life is going to be easy. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's a good reminder for me as a mom too, that just because every day won't be easy for him, that doesn't mean that it's bad. It's not easy, but it's worth it. Yeah. Want to pray sent out? Yes. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you that you are a good father, that even on the hard days, even through the trials, even in the valleys, Father, you are so near to us and you are working things out in us that you can't work out on the mountaintop. You have to work these things out in the valley, Father. So would we be thankful for it? Would we um, have a different perspective when we go through things that are tough? Would we not idolize comfort and ease and the things of this world, but would we truly just magnify you, Father? Would our greatest desire be that our hearts are transformed continually day by day to look more and more like you, Father? And we know that that pressing, that that refinement, that that sanctification process, that it won't be easy, but it will be so worth it. Father, so we thank you for this. We love you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. And now is that perfect time to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and continue pressing into the Lord. Yes, and y'all don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. And don't forget that we love you. We love you guys, and we'll be talking to you tomorrow. Tschüss.